Hi, Blue Wire listeners. I'm Greg Olson. I'm excited to partner with Blue Wire to bring you TE1, a podcast where I interview the tight ends who have revolutionized the position. Listen in as I have raw, in-depth conversations with the all-time greats like Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle. We'll explore how the tight end position has changed over the last 60 years and what it takes to be the very best. Subscribe to TE1 from Blue Wire Studios today so you're ready for the August premiere. Blue Wire. Three on the way! Yes! Paul George nails it! For the win! All right, it is basketball eve, and and just to be safe, it's NBA basketball eve. Hmm. I do recognize, and I do not disrespect anyone else who's playing basketball anywhere in the world by recognizing on an NBA show that there's NBA basketball tomorrow. Jabari, uh, it's the Shaquille O'Neal edition. is is episode thirty two. It's magic for you, but man, uh, how is your temperament, my my man, right now? Man, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, and we discussed it a little bit before the show. I'm a little bit beat, but I, I won't lie. I got a little bit of a pick-me-up when it, when it was time to record. I, I always enjoy these conversations. I, I did take note of the of the uh, uh, you know how you broke that down in, at the intro. And I, like you, I saw a little bit of that on social media. We'll, 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 come, we'll, we'll come full circle to that in a bit. I'm, I'm going to leave that for a little bit further down in the pod because there's okay. more – more breaking things, but yes, that is uh, that is on my mind at the moment, man. Um, for those, I mean, I don't know if you've talked about it on the show, but Jabari's working two jobs and he's still pawning and he's he's pretty beat. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to Mickey you a little bit there, Stallone. <laughs> yeah, help me out, help me out. <laughs> now, honestly, it, it's all good. That 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 actually ends this week, so I'll be back. With all of you. Um, here's like today was on. I I don't think any of this is coincidental, to be honest. Um. On the eve of, of, of NBA basketball returning, that so much news broke today, and like so many things were happening. And even as I, you know, we're getting ready for the show, and I'm getting all my tabs together from the news, and um, there's stuff getting sent to me or things that might have been missed or blow my mind. Apparently, uh, a gentleman was like an assassinated today or something. I don't know. Uh, and he had like an anti-Trump sign, and no one's talking about. It. I'm going to look into that. Maybe I'm Yikes. just spreading more conspiracies. But the world just seems to be having a crazy day, and. Far and away the craziest NBA news today, and, and, and again, a very busy day. Um, an ESPN investigation found coaches of the NBA China Academy um, were, were, were abusing, beating players, um, which... <laughs> Jesus. I mean, if... Well, on this show, I think we've we've kept it quite earnest in that the NBA's relationship with China is problematic at a minimum. Mm-hmm. Hypocritical uh, at a minimum, um, but this is another level. Yeah, this is one of those ones where you know you, you can't just turn a blind eye. And even though we shouldn't, you know, we don't, and none of us should for any of the other, you know, any of the other associations. This is one where their, you know, their hands are dirty. You know, regardless of whether they, you know, they quote unquote knew what was going on or knew all of this, the, you know, the full story. To be completely honest with you, when you have a situation, you know, that is involving kids, you there, you know, to be quite frankly, there should have been some sort of oversight. And if there was some sort of oversight, and they simply looked the other way, well, then you know, this is an even deeper conversation. 
Yeah, that, I mean, the piece is on uh, ESPN.com if you want to go read it. Um, I'm going to read a couple quotes here. One of them, imagine you have a kid who's 13 or 14 years old, and you've got a grown coach who's 40 years old hitting your kid. The coach mm. said, we are part of that. The NBA is part of that. This feels like this should be, I mean, I know the world is just a mess, but this feels like this should just be on everybody. Like It is unbelievable that the NBA had a hand in facilitating this. Unbelievable. Yeah, and it, and it makes me really good. Like, of course, I'm going to have to you know, follow up by reading the piece, but it's going to make me want to know more. And you know, I, I, not to be all conspiracy theory or tinfoil hat on you, but part of me thinks, you know, given the fact that so much stuff you know, you know came out today, you know, was dropped today, and I'm not going to you know spoil the rest of you know the rest of the docket. But part of me thinks that this is you know in a, in a way like an information dump because they know that you know when, once action starts up, quite frankly. It, it, unless this becomes a you know a bigger story than what it is, and I mean being in terms of how it's covered, we're going to move on. And by we, I mean the you know you know everybody. We're all going to move on. So I, I don't know. This is this is an ugly situation. I, I I hate that I hate that this is you know an ongoing you know very clearly an ongoing thing with the NBA. And the reason why I hate it, you know, honestly, quite you know quite selfishly and quite frankly, because I hate to be associated with something of that nature. Yeah, and I mean, this is, um, this, I, I mean, it's hard to swallow, but you're right, though. It, it, it's going to get swept under the rug. It's going to be, everyone's going to be mad. And I always think of Coney. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure there were th- things before Coney, but ever since Coney, it's become very clear um, that outrage is very limited, empathy is very limited, action, the, the time to actually do something where people are enraged enough to. To you know, force some sort of change. That window is so small, um, and and yeah, I mean, we could go really wide on this conversation. But just sticking with this article, mm-hmm. um, Palmer spent five years in, in Dongguan, and he said he repeatedly warned Chinese coaches not to hit, kick, or throw balls at children. <sighs> After one incident, he said he told the coach, "You can't do that to your kid. This is an NBA training center." If you really feel like hitting a 14-year-old boy and you think it's going to help him or make you feel better, take him off campus, but not here, because the NBA does not allow this. Um, Palmer, Bruce Palmer, um, who's the technical director of the private school in Dongguan, uh, is not getting points from me for saying take it off campus. <laughs> yeah, um, he essentially said take it, take it behind the closed door. Like, what the hell? I mean, we could have a whole conversation about like child discipline and spanking your kid, but you you, you don't get to hit kids that aren't yours. We don't even yeah. need to entertain anything else. Yeah. Uh, Palmer said the school's headmaster had told him that kidding kids has been proven to be effective as a teaching tool. Yikes. This issue was so prevalent in the NBA academies that coaches repeatedly asked NBA China officials, including Stolt, for direction and handle what they thought they saw as physical abuse, according to three sources. The coaches were told to file written reports to the NBA office in Shanghai. One coach said he encountered no more issues after filing a report. <laughs> but the other said abuse continued. So this is the other thing. is like uh, the NBA is very aware. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know what? The, remember Ray Rice in the NFL and the whole battle over did did do we know this is happening? Do we not know this is happening? Mm-hmm. The NBA was aware that the young teenage boys were getting beat at at their basketball academies. Um, it was reported by at least three coaches at a minimum. You have a quote here from the director talking about how if you're going to beat some kids, take it off campus at least. Don't don't sully <laughs> the uh, NBA. Lo- I mean, this is fucking disgusting, dude. It's. 
I, I yeah. really hope this doesn't get buried. Like maybe this is something that needs to just be retweeted every single day to remind people that this isn't. Uh, it's just foul, man. I'm I'm I, sorry to even come with this energy, but like the world is just foul. I get it, and and honestly, for the listeners, you know, I I totally get it. You know, the world is, and we got so many things going on, and I hate to 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 return this same energy to you, but it's going to get swept under the rug. It is like. I, you know, I'm going to I'm going to stay interested in it. You're going to stay interested in it, and some of the listeners, you know, obviously will. But for the most part, this is not going to be something that I, I I don't anticipate it being something that is widely reported on, unless, and since you brought up the Ray Rice situation, unless we've got the smoking gun. Now, I'm not saying this. It doesn't necessarily have to be footage of coaches doing this. It could be a, It could be multiple kids or more kids come or adults by at this you know by this point you would imagine. Uh, you know, coming forward, or if they, if you have actual kids coming forward, that's kind of the only way that I anticipate this, you know, actually getting covered. So, not to be, you know, not to be, uh, you know, a Debbie Downer or whatever the, you know, the equivalent, you know, you know, would be. Uh, but yeah, that, that's that. That is honestly what I think. I think uh, it got dropped today, and you know, the timeline refreshes. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring this around full circle again a little bit here. And, and okay. keep in mind my point on empathy and outrage yeah. um, and how, how, how limited those really are. And if you're at home, you're like, oh, no, empathy shouldn't be limited. Well, it fucking is. So um, give me 15 minutes and we'll come back around here. But to do that, we have to talk about a couple other stories. So um, the Dallas Mavericks, who in 2018 really, really stepped in it um, with sexual assault um, accusations, uh, yeah, I don't know, abuse. Um, mm-hmm. If you if you remember the whole situation with Sports Illustrated, Mark Cuban making a donation, going on the jump. I think he did an interview with Rachel Nichols. Some people thought you know she let him off easy, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dallas Mavericks brought in a new president. Um, I believe her name is Cynthia Marshall. Um, since that time, the official company line was that the maps had somewhat turned things around. And then, of course, today there is a report from Sports Illustrated that uh, uh, franchise, uh, I want to get his um, title correct. Okay. Uh, Tony Ronzone's his name. I think he's like president of operations, something, something, uh, vice president of operations, something like that. The alleged victim described Ronzone groping her without her consent. Um, here we go again. Uh, the formal investigation is currently closed, pending further credible evidence emerging, and the zero tolerance policy remains. Unlike every other scandal that's happened, you know, since this time around, this time the Mavericks are, you know, venomously denying. Um, they 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 are refuting this to the max. The Mavericks organization stated, citing the processes and procedures and values best customers. Uh, b- values-based culture that Marshall created after owner Mark Cuban hired her. Um, basically, they believe that this is wrapped up and they don't want anything else to do it and they're pretty mad that SI broke this story. Um, I don't I don't know that this one is going away because um, there's no there's no admittance of guilt and and there's a lot this is pretty open um, I don't know dirt sorry and Tony Ronzone's official, credit here is director of player personnel so oh, jesus Christ. i mean the Ma- the mavericks have taken his side here they they don't think there's anything to go on obviously the victim does um so who whose name wasn't given for i mean obvious reasons yeah you so definitely think, want to protect her and, and, and an entity 
So look for this the next couple weeks to just kind of pop up and as, as this starts to get untangled and details get leaked. Because when I read the initial, and I have the Dallas news, uh, the D- Dallas morning news open right now from the Mavs, um, I don't know, I don't want to say rebuttal, mm-hmm. but their statement. Um, yeah. But when I read the SI piece earlier today, uh, she was talking about how she had accounts from, uh, I don't know what the official, like they're not witnesses, but people she called following the incident to vent about it. And she has their statements, but she refuses to give them to the Mavericks because she doesn't trust them. But she says she hasn't ruled out giving them to someone else. So, I mean, if if when those get dropped, I mean, this is going to come around again. This is just another bad look. And, I, and I'm not going to just minimize it to saying bad look. This is just yet another black eye for this organization and for the league. This, you know, like, I, and you know that I'm not dumping on them just because you know, like it, it's a franchise that you followed. You know, I, in, in fact, uh, if anything, I probably have held off saying things in the past, but I'm going to say them now. Um, when this, you know, th- th- this at, v- at the very least feels like at least the third time of this sort of accusation over the last, you know, within the last decade. Am I off on that? Is this is it just two or is this actually three? I don't know the third, but okay, I mean. Well, like the, the the fact that the, you know we continue to hear this, you know, for one, what it tells me is, you 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 mentioned that they that they hired that you know the lady in in that in that position after yes. the last Cynthia after the last Marshall one? was CEO and and it, the idea wasn't hiring her that there was going to be a new culture and yeah. you know set a new tone and, and uh, apparently so, that hasn't happened. So I reference that, and I, and I appreciate you uh, uh, providing her name because, of course, I meant no disrespect. Um, yeah. uh, I reference that because anytime I see like a knee-jerk reaction like that by an organization, I always say like, "Okay, well, let's actually wait and see." Because I don't you know, like I'm I'm never one that accepts like, "Oh, okay, all problem solved." Like if something is systemic, if something has been taking place at multiple levels, or just in general, but especially when it's you know, allegedly at multiple levels and, and somewhat rampant and somewhat uh, you know and somewhat uh, dismissed by you know by that organization, there's absolutely no way in the world they're you know, you know simply by hiring somebody that oh, okay all of a sudden there's going to be transparency. No, it takes you know and and I'm not necessarily saying oh you have to fire everyone that was a part of it, but quite frankly. Like that's this seems like a culture, and I was hesitant to say that in the past, but this seems like a cultural issue, not just a situational issue. So, you know, for, for one, I'm disgusted by it. Two, and I'm and I'm not doing a high horse. You know, I'm disgusted by it because even regardless of how this wraps up, it's yet another thing along these along these lines that this organization very seemingly has to you know has a blind spot. Yeah, and uh, again, there's a line between, like, you have to believe victims when they come forward. I think that's a lesson that we were all supposed to mm-hmm. to learn over the last few years. And at the same time, like, an accusation like this is devastating for the franchise who felt they had made steps. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm going to pay attention as things go forward because Cynthia Marshall's statement through from at town Brad, Brad Townsend, does a great job covering the mess, by the way. Um, I wasn't going to let them get away with it. You can't come after our brand like that. You can't come after our hard work like that. But what disturbed me the most is you actually have people who have experienced something horrific in the past, some who no longer work at the Mavs, some who are, who are at the Mavs. And every time a story like this comes up, it stirs something up in people. For this to come up and to put us in a position where we've got to provide counselors and talk to our people, it's just irresponsible, especially when I have been talking to them almost to the point of being bullied since June 22nd, giving them everything they need. 
Um, I, I just, she, the, 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 uh, the degree in which the Mavs are getting in front of this and saying, hell no, is, um, I mean, it, it, either they're going to be, they're going to prove that she's wrong and they're very confident on that, or mm-hmm. they are going to fall on their face dramatically. Yeah. So, um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll definitely see it. And, and, and of course, you know, like, there's no need for either one of us to, you'll speculate further, but definitely something that we'll keep an eye on. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it, it is weird to see in this day and age, no apology, no misunderstanding. No, we've reached out. It, it's no culpability whatsoever. Not. Just yeah. nope, you're you're lying. And that's yes. good. That's that's an interesting stance. That's a very interesting stance. Yeah. So I, I'm thinking either that they know that they can prove something or they are just going to absolutely regret doing that. But we'll see. Um, so here we go. Andre Iguodal. Tweets out. Number 23 from the Mystics is nice. Three exclamation marks. I have done the same thing with NCAA players uh, a dozen times. You're watching the NCAA. You don't watch a lot of NCAA. Game respects game is the way I think of it. You see somebody who's nice to throw out their number. I had a friend today I was texting with who said he did the same thing one time. Turns out the point guard he was tweeting about was a top five recruit or something. Mm-hmm. It happens. If you're yeah. not if you're not familiar with the league, you're enjoying some basketball, it was a compliment. I thought. Yes. Number 23 from the Mystics is Ariel Powers. Ariel Powers quote tweeted Andre Iguodala and said, put some respect on my name or keep this tweet to yourself. Um, Andre Iguodala was then, I don't know, this feels, I'm not trying to sell him as a, a, a quote-unquote victim, but he had a large number of people, you know, freaking out at him um, mm-hmm. over being disrespectful. And I'm just I'm just going to say cut the shit. Like, I don't think this was disrespectful. Like, he could have been anywhere. He, he was Maybe he wasn't at home when it was going to be. Maybe he was with four people at a bar. the WNBA game. And he said, wow, like, she's good. I, I, I just, I, I don't understand what why the need was to cause an issue here. Um I can talk, you know, I mean, Andre Godal has a past where you think um, there were some other comments he's made in the past. And, and to be fair, she did pull these up later. Maybe that if that if she was aware of Andre's comments in the past, um, which was I don't want my daughter playing basketball and becoming a lesbian. Uh, oh, fair enough. I did not that know was, about that. <laughs> that was 2016. If that is the reason she came at him. Fair enough. But I don't think that was the case at the time. Because I think that got brought up after the fact from people being like, oh, he has a history. But here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing, Jabari. This dominated the news cycle. Mm-hmm. All day, all damn day, and I was around all damn day playing video games doing nothing else. <laughs> On the timeline. Someone took the timeline to try to be like, I don't understand why this is such an issue. And they got put to shame. And people, you know, gang beat them on the timeline. And all day, you know, Dallas Mavericks... Another sexual harassment charge. I saw it tweeted at once. NBA, beating kids in China. Saw it maybe twice. All day we argued about whether Andre Iguodala disrespected Ariel Powers by saying she was nice. Do you, do, now we're full circle. Do we not understand how dangerous it is to ruin relationships and cause a shit fit over stuff that really doesn't matter in the grand scheme when real things are actually happening in the world? I like how you tied that together and, and brought and brought that back full circle. And I'll just say this. We like to be outraged. I'm saying we. I'm not talking about the two of us. I'm saying we, the royal we, all of us. We like to be outraged. We like to present 
and pretend. And if this doesn't apply to you, for the listeners out there, then obviously don't wear the shoe. But we like to pretend and present as though we care and we, we you know, we're behind this. But when it really comes down to it, oftentimes we're not about shit. We you know we know it. we'll we'll put up a black you know thing on you know, like as our profile picture and do a, you know pray for this and pray for that. But when it really comes down to it, we don't do anything. And 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 I and I say that to say it. It's ex- that's exactly why you didn't hear anything about those other far more important, far more vital stories. Now, for the listeners out there, to be clear, if you follow me on Twitter, if you know me, I support the WNBA. I don't watch the WNBA just like I don't watch you know, plenty of other sports. But I support it because I think it's ridiculous how disrespected it is. it is. So I'm generally coming from that mindset. And when I say that, I, you know, I I say that to say it's ridiculous to be coming down on Audrey Iguodala for saying that. Like I get it if if she if she was just like if she was just a little bit annoyed by it, it's like oh put some respect on them whatever. But for all the folks, because I did see some of this, you know, obviously yes I've been busy, but I did I checked out some Twitter, I checked out the timeline, and I saw folks going on and on and on pontificating and oh wanting to make the point and wanting to and I, I i won't go as far as to say wanting to score points but i will say they absolutely down, want to score fucking points get like, down off of that soapbox man the dude was trying to show some love could he have looked it up yeah but he showed the love it isn't like look if he had said hey that chick out there is hooping that would be disrespectful he didn't say that he did what a lot of athletes will do it's actually seen as a sign of respect with you know, with athletes. In, in in NFL, they'll say eight five or whatever you know whatever your number is. In other sports, this you know this does happen, and it also happens in basketball. So, folks, stop tripping on this shit. Like Josh said, pay attention to the real stuff that's, that's actually important, the stuff that's actually impacting people's lives and you know and their well being. And, and, and let's and let's stop worrying about oh okay you know, you know but was it disrespectful in the tone? It was, it, it was on, honestly, it was ridiculous, and it is people trying to score points. And I don't know, I, like, I don't need a cookie. I don't need fucking clout from, from random people on the internet, and I don't do the rah-rah. I hate being disingenuous. And yep. there has been a lot of rah-rah, I love this, I love that, and we've talked about it in movies because they think that they're going to get love from their buddies on the timeline. And somewhere in the last two years, I have felt like the whole quote-unquote virtue signaling went from being like a conservative thing that was just ridiculous looking to cause a fight to actually applying an awful lot to mm-hmm. NBA Twitter and, and culture movie Twitter. And it, it, it's just reached a really ridiculous place. Now, here's the other thing. I made the, I made a very similar comment um, about Frank Kaminsky a few years back. And I think I was like, who's this lanky white guy when he was a junior? Was <laughs> yeah. But I was like, he's nice. Or like, man, he can, re- he, man, the footwork on this guy, something like that. I tried to find the tweet, couldn't find it. But like, it, it, it's just an athlete thing. Like, if you ever played sports, like, you just got to shout. It just, it is what it is. Like, the name would have been better. Yes, no argument. But it wasn't disrespectful. And, and I won't spend much more time on it because there was already so much time spent on it. But it, it's reached a really toxic place. Like, so two days or yesterday, I tweeted in the morning, I can't believe we're two nights away from having real basketball back again. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, I, I wanted to say real basketball, so some smartass on the timeline wasn't like we've been watching um, uh, basketball. I was trying to differentiate from the NBA scrimmages. Yes, of course. And 
And then I, I walked away 15 minutes, I come back, there's like 10 comments being like, you should be ashamed, women have been playing for a while, you call yourself a basketball fan. And here's the thing, man, I, I'm in the same boat as you. If someone, re- like if somebody I know on the timeline who's a good writer tweets a WNBA article, I'll retweet it. Yep. When I see Kyrie Irving giving money to cause, I'll retweet it. If yep. I see a sick highlight on my timeline or a buzzer beater, I'll retweet it. I, I've caught a couple games here and there. I'm not a WNBA fan. We only all have so much time. We all only have so many things that we're interested in. It's not that I think it's bad basketball. I hate when people go and like get in the kitchen and they're terrible. To, yeah, that's, to that shit's stupid. Yeah, and, and people are terrible WNBA fans for no reason. But honest to God, I was just excited to have the NBA back, which is my favorite basketball league, and also something that pays you know some secondary income for me. I'm excited to have that back. And I didn't I didn't think I said I said wow I'm excited to have real basketball back. I can't believe we're going to have it. Like, it's COVID, 2020 has been nuts. It was just an honest, nice moment of reflection for me, and all of a sudden I'm getting roasted. I, I cannot believe where we're at. And I know we've talked about it on this show, but, like, it really has reached a point where, like, maybe no one should be able to communicate with anyone online anymore. Maybe that's what we <laughs> Well, I don't want to take everybody's toy away just because some assholes can't figure out how to play nicely, but I, I hear you. Um, look, it, it's as simple as this. If someone's looking to have a disingenuous conversation with me, I'm not doing it. Like, that – what – okay – know what 2020 thank you for that because i spent plenty of time in the past wasting you know wasting energy and i'm not i'm not being accusatory when i say this i'm I, i'm just acknowledging what this is um I've, i spent plenty of time like what do you mean blah blah, blah in the past no I, i'm not doing that anymore if you come at me or you like if you come if you come with some nonsense on the timeline you know whether it's virtual signaling you know soapboxing or just being a piece of shit because you just want to make it you know you you, you want to say yeah but Go fuck yourself, okay? <laughs> Sorry for this energy, folks, but that's really what it is. Well, my thing too is like, <laughs> I, I I did I deleted the tweet and I clarified because yeah. I did I didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Like that wasn't the point of my tweet, but like the fact that it was then like crafted in that way, like that could have been what I was trying to say was like it was it, it bothered me and pe- like I I'm not gonna say names but I had a couple DM conversations with a couple of, of women who I followed for a long time they followed me mm-hmm. for a long time in the basketball community and uh, one of them said like I didn't expect this from you and oh, I just man. wanted to be like I just I wanted to put out the fire because I I didn't want to cause any pain I tried to remember that but I wanted to be like you've known me for ten years based on that comment you know I didn't mean any disrespect by it so like why are we all playing it. Like, that was what I was trying to do. You, it, you know what? I just thought about something based on what, based on that woman reaching out to you. While you, you're, you're 100% right, and I still agree with everything that we've said, because, because of how toxic the timeline usually is and because of how disgusting people are to one another, it could – I actually understand why she may have – why she may have you know, uh, misunderstood your intention and thought you were actually saying real basketball because – there are a lot of assholes out there that you it's wouldn't true. expect. You wouldn't expect to see that. And I'm not trying to change your mind on it, but right when you offered that perspective, I thought about it and I put myself in that position and I said, she probably, you know, like she may have thought because the fact that she took the time to say, I didn't expect this from you means she read that to say, you know, get these chicks out of here, which of course you didn't mean, but for what, because I, I honestly think because Everything is so toxic right now. We're all just hating, you know, hating or in pain or in agony or whatever, whatever the case may be. People are misreading situations and just, you know, jumping to the you know, worst case scenario. That's honestly a good perspective and like fair enough. And like, and th- and I'm glad I was just like, look, yeah, I totally didn't mean it like that. My bad. I was trying to differentiate from the scrimmages. I'm going to adjust that on the timeline. But it, it just it just really blew my mind. It, it, it's reached such a weird point. Yeah. Um, 
So those are the three stories, <laughs> even though the WNBA one was the only one that got any... Um, and, and and for what it's worth on the, the other thing is like the 2016 comment about from Andre Iguodala made about his daughter becoming a lesbian if she played basketball um, was foul as hell. That's trash. Like, yeah, that was a trash comment. That's, I, I'm not caping for Andre Iguodala. I, he's had moments where, you know, he's not been my favorite person. But I just thought in that moment I could not see why it was an issue. But we'll yeah. move on. I digress. Um, two NBA ballots, Zach Lowe, Kevin O'Connor. Zach Lowe, ESPN, Kevin O'Connor. Um, the ringer did you happen to see uh their stuff i saw the kevin o'connor one because you retweeted it i have not seen the logos yet okay so let's start with let's start with koc so his all nba first team is anthony davis center Giannis, lebron luca harden second team is Jokic, Kawhi, tatum lillard paul third team is gobert siakam simmons middleton butler i didn't think there was anything too weird with his all nba team um, he had Giannis as Defensive Player of the Year. He has Giannis as MVP. The one thing that really caught my eye is he had LeBron James as uh, all-defensive second team, which mm-hmm. which Le- LeBron was noticeably good on defense this year. But all-defense, I, I, I had not even considered that he would get on a ballot. I did not think he was in that echelon. Um, I also think it's funny that we have to still have to do positions, but like LeBron played guard all year and this uh-huh. forward, and he has Kawhi at guard who played forward all year. Anyway, you know, uh, Zach Lowe and Howard Beck were talking about how the NBA really let them move some things around this year. But anyway, um, I digress on that as well. Mm-hmm. LeBron, all defense, second team. Yeah, no? So I, I, I'll be honest with you. I saw that tweet and I thought, okay, he's trolling. And I was like, okay, wait, wait, no, no. He's not because this it, it, it is extremely significant. Like yeah, I think you even mentioned in there uh, that it uh, first time since 2014. Yeah, being on one of the last all- season with the Heat. Yeah, I, look, we both know all of us have been watching LeBron these last five six years or whatever. We you know we've seen the defense drop off, and and quite frankly, for the, anybody out there that thinks I'm being a hater, it's understandable when you're in year 13, 14, 15, you know, when you're in, at that part of your career with the mile, with the miles that he has on there. Also, with with what he was still, you know, uh, uh, the output that he was still giving you on the offensive end. It, it's totally understandable. This year, I honestly believe I understand why he's in that conversation. Now, had he been third team, I would have understood that as well. But I also, I you know, you know, I'm big on on the legacy and the and the sto- and the ultimate story. And I get why, and, and you can call it a legacy pick, but I get why they had to you know, at least acknowledge that right now, because this is probably the last year that you know that you're going to have that opportunity. I I could be wrong. He might turn it around and do this all again and be focused, you know, uh, legitimately focused, you know, for the majority of the season as he was this year, uh, you know, again next year, but. But yeah, again, and you're in what would be 18. I'm not going to anticipate that. So part of me understands this, you know, understands this. And if it ends up being a kind of across the board, everybody showed him that love, and he ends up getting on there. I'm actually not going to be mad at it. I'm not going to be mad, but I don't, I don't think he's he's worthy, and um, that's fine because it happens a lot. All defense mm-hmm. is the is the award that I take. With the, with the least stock, man. It, it, it yeah, just, like you're, you're not gonna lose sleep over this. <laughs> unfortunately, it, it's just there's a lot of people who vote, and reputation for defense is decided for you year one or year two, mm-hmm. and you get to carry that your whole career. And I could name some names. I'm not even gonna go there. It's just some people, you know, they get to be a great defender whether they actually play good defense or not, based on their first couple years, or vice versa. They're terrible forever, despite any improvements. Um, 
And it, so it, it did strike me as interesting that, you know, six years later, all the miles is over 18,000 minutes. I looked it up that mm-hmm. LeBron could get back on. So props to him for being in consideration um, from a guy who I think Kevin O'Connor, whether you like him or not, watches a shit ton of basketball. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's not just shooting in the dark here. So yeah, no. good, for, good for LeBron. I wouldn't have had him on if I had a vote this year. But now I'm kind of intrigued to see if he gets there. Um, Zach Lowe kind of infuriated me. Uh-oh. I very much like Zach Lowe. I think he he would be a, a cool guy to have a beer with. I mm-hmm. think he's a very smart basketball mind. I hate that he is sort of the puppet master for blog boy NBA fans who mm-hmm. all just cop everything he says. And, yeah, no and matter what. Is their own. Yeah. Um, he didn't have Luca in his top five for the MVP vote. He did have Damian Lillard. Okay. On a um, losing team? Did we hold yeah. on? What's their record? They're the ninth seed right now. I don't know. How yeah, but they're under 500. Yeah. Yeah. So on. this bugged me because one, Luca had a you know spectacular season, but two, like, since when does a guy not even in the playoffs get an MVP uh, look? I just it kind of caught me off guard. Um, I honestly just skipped over it because I think this is a week ago he let that go. Um, then the whole thing happened on the timeline. I don't know whether it's true or not, but people like Brad Beal tweeted out that he lied to his face, like, you know, really ominously. And apparently it was in reference to Zach Lowe telling Bradley Beal that he was going to be all NBA or that he was going to vote for him for all NBA, but did not vote for him. <laughs> all NBA. Uh, he gave him and, the wink. And apparently Zach Lowe did not vote for Bradley Beal, all NBA, um, because of his team's record. Ooh. So then I just, mm-hmm. you know, the A to the B. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. A to the B. And everyone's got inconsistencies, and no one's going to be a perfect analyst, but that is foul, man. <laughs> that, I don't care that you lied to Bradley Beal, because all of these, you know, wankers have to do that. You know, it, it, it's reached the point in basketball where if you ask an honest question, half the time your your, your press cred's not – it's in jeopardy, or the players aren't going to talk to you. And I've seen everyone that writes a feature is like, – every player that I've ever interviewed is the nicest, kindest, greatest human being, and there's, there's a lot of butt kissing. I get it. You know, sell what you got to sell, but like, how, the rationale there—the flip from Dame over Luca to then Beal can't be on because of the team—is eh, man, come on. Yeah, the game is a game when it comes to you know, you know telling that little white lie or whatever. However, that played out. Uh, but I you know, like you. It's like, come on, man. Like, what the hell are we doing here? For one, all NBA for uh, for me. That's that should be like how good were you just as a player? How good are you? Like you know, like did you dominate? Did you ball? Did you hoop? Did, like there you know, and so I understand why Bradley Bill would you know would have a great MVP. One hundred percent should be your, your your team's success should be factored in. You're talking about the most valuable. While yes, somebody can be extremely important to what their team does. If their team's not successful, and this is coming from the biggest Dame fan you're gonna meet. Josh, you know this. The listeners, I'm sure you've heard me like like waxing poetic about Dame, co- you know, constantly. I do it on a timeline. Anytime I have the opportunity, I even listen to his rap. And you know what? It's good, but come on. <laughs> so I'm so I have to be honest. It's absurd for him to have a top five vote. Now I love Dame. I do. I think he. You know, do I think he's you know uh, top five talent? Yes. Do I think you know do you know do I want him on that wall? Do I need him on that wall? Absolutely. But when it comes to like uh, this actual award, I think it is disrespectful, you know. And, and no disrespect to you know Mr. Lowe, but I think it's disrespectful not to have Luke on there because he had a better and a more impactful season than what Dame did. 
Yeah, and like again, if you want to tell me you'd rather have Damian Lillard in the playoff series over Luke because he hasn't been there, fine, man. That's, that's fine. fine. Different yeah, conversations. It's, it's it's all fine, but you know, like winning has always been part of the award. Yeah. I mean, people would argue in the past it's been too much of the award, but it's always been part of the award and it's completely overlooked that, you know, on a Dallas team that wasn't supposed to be competitive at all and a Blazers team coming off a conference finals run potentially not even making the playoffs. I mean, that's pretty. That's a pretty big thing to just look off for, you know, and you could argue Luca had the better numbers too. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. All due respect to Dame, who is a killer. Like yeah, man. You, you like I said, you know, you know how I feel about Dame. I want him on that wall. <laughs> Just for the record, Le, uh, Lowe did not have LeBron on his All NBA defense teams. Uh, he had Kawhi, Ben Simmons, Giannis, Davis, Gobert on his first team, which Davis at center for All NBA, but forward for All Defense bugs me too. That's it. Like, yeah, just like honestly, positions. let's just scrap position. Exactly. Just scrap just, positions. Just scrap positions. Because. I, I honestly would have been tempted for, like, if we didn't have to have a center on the All-NBA first team where he could have been more flexible, I would have gone Giannis, Kawhi, LeBron, Harden, Luka, and left Davis to the second team. But I don't think they could have done that. Mm. So Davis got to stay on the first team, right? I think I, I believe, and, and you can disagree, I believe Davis played and deserves to be on that first team. Over I don't care. I, I don't, Over I which do- of those five guys? <sighs> yeah, that's tough because, yeah, I just defended Luka. Like, I, I just don't think. I think those five guys are the MVP ballot this year. I think those are the five best guys in the league this year. It's Davis tough, yeah. Six. Yeah, Davis was six to me. So that's, I, I just. Well, it, you, you, I do find you, it interesting. He's not penalizing Kawhi for not playing, you know, not playing a lot of games. I did look this up, though. Huh? What do you think the difference is between Kawhi and Luka in games? Mm, I don't, you know, honestly, I, I don't. I go, well, Luka, Luka missed some games, too. You're right. Luka, yeah, he was hurt. So, but. So I don't so, know if that changes it that he was hurt instead of load management, but it's only a two-game difference. Okay. Well, hey, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it like, is I, don't, I don't know if the optics of the load management would change anything for you there, but, you know, it, two it, games. It's not for them. Like, you know, for those for those that are – because, like, you miss the games, you miss the games. Like, it, because they, they, then you have to decide, oh, well, was he really hurt? No, it, you, you missed. Yeah. But, yeah, anyways, I, I, w- I would like to see them. And I'm a big history guy. I want to maintain a lot of the awards. I want to maintain the same regular season amount of games, et cetera, et cetera. But it, I, I do think it would just be better if, like, hey, all NBA is a top 15, guys. Like, literally turn in your ballot, one, two, three, four, five, six, you know, to 15. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think that would be more indicative. It would mean more to the players. Uh, it would mean more to the fans. And it would be less, like, quirky. Like if anything that this that this current regime has shown, I could actually see that taking place in the future, even in the near future. Um, we're gonna go to our break here, but we're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about uh, some playoff odds that dropped today from our friends at Bet Online. We're gonna talk about uh, a Rudy Gobert quote that caught my eye. We're gonna talk about a, an unnamed executive who's very high on Donovan Mitchell, and then we'll wrap with what we're watching this week. But before we get to that. Have you ever heard of DealDash.com? It's the best, most honest bidding site where you can win things you'd never expect at a price you'd never believe. They have one over 1,000 auctions every day on electronics, appliances, beauty products, home decor, and even cars. Here's how it works. It's like an auction, but every item starts at $0 and goes up one cent every time you bid. The kicker is that the auction clock restarts after just 10 seconds. That means every time you bid, everyone else has 10 seconds to answer or the item is yours. 
Um, if you go ahead and buy now, Deal Dash is offering our listener, listeners an extra 100 free bids upon signup on top of their other discounts. Go to DealDash.com and use promo code off, pro, use the offer code BlueWire or DealDash.fm uh, Dunks and Discourse. That's DealDash.fm Dunks and Discourse. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances of betting your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is finally kicking off this week, and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out all the odds, features, and props to bet on, all available 24-7. And with the return of sports, Bet Online sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and the seven-time NBA champ Robert, Robert Horry. See what they had to say and what it'll be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit betonline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Jabari jiggling the keyboard, my whole ad read, man. You're messing with my messing with my psyche, man. My bad, man. I didn't do it the first time. On, on this last one, I did. And you know what's funny is I was trying to tell you, hey, we already got that one in the can, but here we are. Um... <laughs> But speaking of Bet Online, um, our friend Sam Esfandiari tweeted at the Bet Online title odds as of today. Um, so the favorite, twelve to five, Lakers. Interesting. Thirty-four second, uh, Bucks and Clippers tied, thirteen to four. Okay. Celtics fourteen to one, Rockets fourteen to one, Seventy Sixers eighteen to one, Raptors eighteen to one, Nuggets twenty-five to one, Mavericks and Heat thirty-three to one, Blazers Jazz. 40 to 1, Oklahoma City Thunder 66 to 1, New Orleans Pelicans 80 to 1, Indiana Pacers 150 to 1, and Memphis Grizzlies 200 to 1. And we're not going to talk about anyone lower than that. Yeah. Um, off the top of your head, I gave you 100 bucks. You can't bet on the Lakers, Clippers, or Bucks. Where are you putting your money? I'm going to try to. Ooh, that's a good one because, I mean, that next group, I could see any of them depending upon how it broke out. I'm going to, I'll have some fun with it. I'm going to go Toronto. Toronto, eighteen to one. The yeah, to try to try to get a good return. Yeah, and I mean, right now it looks like thirty percent of people are betting on the Lakers, so people are are pretty uh, feeling pretty cozy on it. Um, confident, you know, huh? okay, pretty big fan base, but still, um, mm-hmm. I think they do have it right. I, I I've been kind of toying with this idea that Boston and not Houston is sort of my dark horse. Mm-hmm. I think just having three wings and Hayward, uh, Tatum and Brown, who can all switch and shoot and get their own I get buckets. I, 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 yep. I kind of feel like Boston is the sneaky team at 14 to 1. Um I, I kind of wish they were in that 18 to 1 or 25 to 1 like Denver, mm-hmm. but maybe there's more people thinking what I'm thinking right now. So Boston pretty big fan base as well. Yeah, true. Um yeah, Denver 25 to 1 is kind of fun too. Yeah, I, I, what's funny is I, I like of course I like those odds better, but I just don't see Denver winning, man. Like I just like the 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 breakdown and, you know, the Nuggets fans are going to be like, wait a second, but you just said Toronto. Yeah, because I could actually see a path. But the breakdown that would have to take place for Denver to win, you know, for me, I just can't see it. I just I, – I think Toronto is vastly overrated. I did I, – I can't believe I'm the one saying that. But I ran mm-hmm. that poll saying out of like Philly, uh, Miami, Boston, and Toronto, who do you think was most likely to, to, you know, sneak out of the East? For me, it's Boston. But Toronto was winning that poll. And I understand that OG and Siakam can make life hard for Giannis. Mm-hmm. But if you watched the Raptors that play us last year, like, they leaned on Kawhi. And yes. I know he didn't have the best finals, 
But in that Philly series and the times in that Milwaukee series, like no one else was scoring. No one else could get their own bucket. And Kawhi was just like, it might take me 30 shots, but I'm getting 30 points and we're winning this game by five. Like that was the mentality. I don't think they have that. I, I, I just You don't see that from Spicy P. No, I don't I don't think he's there. Like I, I just I don't think his jumper's there. I mean he is strong, he is long too, but I, I think they're gonna have trouble scoring in the postseason. And you as know, much as they're gonna make it hard on other teams, I think they're gonna struggle with that as well. And and I, I actually agree with you after you after you break it down because the funny thing is even though I, I do think they, they you know they still could be an interesting pick, uh depending upon how things work. But yeah, you're right. It it, it would take it would take uh, Siakam taking that Yet another step in the playoffs, you know, like coming back from, you know, coming back off of this quarantine. Um, and while I would love to see it and I would, you know, I'd like to see OG, you know, you know, kind of slide into that, you know, the mold that, you know, we saw from last year. Uh, it, it, it probably is asking a bit much, but I will say they're going to be a tough out. Like, I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody's sweeping them. I don't think anybody's gentlemen sweeping them. I think, I think they, I think they're going to make it difficult for whomever they, you know, whomever takes them. Yeah, I mean, I hope you're right for for Canadian's sake. But you know, maybe maybe Fred Van Fleet will shoot like fifty eight percent from three in the final two rounds or something again, and then there you go. You never know. Um, Denver. Last thing I'll say on the the uh, list. I mean, there was a gentleman on my timeline last night who was saying Bull Bull had uh, Kevin Durant vibes. So, I mean, oh, okay. And Michael Porter Jr. is immune to Corona, and uh, Jesus, you know, is taking vitamins and stuff. So. I too am taking vitamins, but I am scared of Corona. So you know, I don't know. They have an they have the next KD, and they have a man who's immune to Corona. So I, I Denver's Denver's doing stuff. Hey, Denver's yeah, doing hey, stuff. yeah, Denver's going to be unstoppable. I, honestly, I can't even I can't even go there with the Corona story. It's like, come on, man. I, <laughs> I, I just, Dame, I just, Dame stepped in it too. I saw, yeah, I saw that he did. And look, anyway, look, this is how much of a Dave fan I was. I didn't even want to look and see what the exact. What the exact yeah, was. me either. I just said, yeah, no, I mean, no, no, not you. Not um, <laughs> you know what? And, and the thing is, like, my dad's a personal trainer, nutritionist, like, health guy, and he's like captain vitamins and captain, you know, mm-hmm. nutrition and minerals. And, and all of that is great. But, like, and staying healthy definitely doesn't hurt your chances, I don't think. But, like, thinking that that will fend you off from corona and that it's a hoax is, like, you see how there's, like, a step here and then there's, like, a bridge. And, you know, you don't, you don't have to walk all the way across that bridge to crazy town. That's all I'm saying. It's as simple um, as that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah take, your, take your vitamin C. Feel good about it. But just maybe don't put, a mask put any on. evil on the world. Yeah. Put a mask on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, quote from Rudy Gobert here, Washington Post. The media portrayed it like I caused the NBA to shut down. Instead of saying that it's a pandemic and Rudy Gobert tested positive, they really thought I brought the coronavirus to the United States. What are your thoughts? Yeah, okay. You know I don't like Rudy Gobert. I normally don't say it straight out. I don't like that dude. Just like I don't like Ennis Cantor. There's certain guys I just don't like them. Not say that's not to say I don't like them as players, but something about them they just irk me. And anybody out there that's getting butt hurt, you know you've got players like that. So I preface it with that, but then to circle back and say I get where he's coming from because it's true. But he, he, yes, we all you know, we all piled on him. We all pointed the finger at him. Yes, he you know, he made it he made it very easy and made it very obvious by acting a fool, acting you know, and being a clown about it, and 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 being like you know kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back, but. Yeah, we all made it. So, but it, but let's also be real. It didn't go on forever. Like to be honest with you, I I actually saw some some jazz fans on the timeline, uh, you know, uh, commenting. 
and 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 speaking about this as though like he was persecuted for months upon end. Yeah, that lasted for a couple of weeks, and everybody moved on just like they always. Do. You know, I'm 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 actually with him with the, on this one. Like, here's the thing: he was a dickhead. That Mike joke was not funny. Yeah. People were dying. It was a poorly timed joke. I don't believe that that he gave you know Mitchell the virus guaranteed. We as far as who I know, we never confirmed who had it first. Yeah, but you know, it could have been the other way around for all we know. I just I he was a dickhead, and I've had teammates who made you know poor jokes, and you tell them they're a dickhead, and you move on. Yeah, and that, that's all it would have been if it wasn't you know coronavirus, and he didn't do it on you know the stage that he did. I was okay with him taking some lumps. But man, it, it did get pretty ridiculous. And for, for a month or more after people were painting him as like a terrorist supervillain <laughs> jerk off. And I, I, I did think it got rather excessive. I'm like, this guy's not the worst guy in the world because he made a really terrible joke. And coronavirus was going to hit America. And coronavirus mm-hmm. was going to ravage America. because Sports you know, were going away regardless. Because Trump has your, is your president. Um, you know. On top mm-hmm. of the fact that it, it is what it is, but uh, <laughs> like I I, 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 do think it was like I feel for him a little bit because he it, it is my mentions are hard some days. For five six weeks, this guy probably just got lambasted like hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands of people just hating him. That's a I, lot, man. I, I do get it, and believe me, I, like 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 I said, uh, well, like I'll always acknowledge. I don't know how these guys stay away from, you know, looking at all their mentions, all the comments and all that stuff, because I would. And admit, and if everybody's being honest, y'all would, too. You know, just, just like every writer that's out there looks at his comment section, everybody, every podcaster, we look at our reviews. And if you're an NBA guy, a, 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 a high level guy like that, you know, it, it, you're you're accustomed to not necessarily having folks you know, rain down on you. So I get it. I do. I, I, I genuinely do, and I agree. I'm just not going to. I'm honestly, I'm still not going to share any crocodile tears. Speaking, speaking I'm not going to share any go, any, any go bear tears. Spe- speaking of reviews, if you're nodding your head along with Jabari or I anytime this pod, you know, come on, hit us up. Hit us with that review. <laughs> Apple, let's go. Look, come on. Look it up. Where's the support at? Where's the support? Where are my people at? Even um, if it's just five stars. Look it up. Yeah. Um, okay, Bleacher Report. Um, and, and an unnamed executive weighed in on who the Jazz should build around if the Gobert Mitchell duo falls apart. And the quote was, "Donovan is on the level of Dwayne Wade, Steph Curry, and LeBron. He can be the face of your franchise, but I don't know if that can happen with Rudy there." Really quick, I only have two quick thoughts on this. Hell no, hell to the no. Um, not on that level. And and two, of course he can, man. Like. Rudy Gobert doesn't touch the ball. Like that's that that is exactly the type of player that you could put with any star who wants to shoot twenty five times a night because he doesn't he doesn't do anything but catch a lob. So, I mean, this exec is just selling something, man. Well, I got two quick responses to that. That exec, uh, shout out to you, uh, Leon Rose, or somebody in your consortium, you know, you know uh, C, former CAA folks, you know, looking out for your folks, uh, allegedly, um, and. Uh, I get what I actually get that. Uh, I don't necessarily know that it's nece- that it's saying you know the the, the oil and water and just will fit. But if you have to supermax or you have to give Gobert that huge contract, I don't think that you're winning. Uh, you know, especially because you're going to have to give it to Donovan. Uh, different conversation, but fine. Yeah, fair, fair. Different conversation, but fair. The idea that Gobert and 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 Mid, like Mitchell can't have the spotlight or the touches that he wants with Gobert there is stupid. Um, at, 
shouts to at this league twenty three our guy Josh for putting us onto that one. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, let's wrap up. I after last week, you know, kind of letting everybody down, not watching a lot of TV. I watched a shit ton of television this week. <laughs> nice. So I've got I've got two shows to talk about. Uh, you got a couple as well. Well, it's going. The floor is going to be yours because, as you know, I haven't had time to watch anything. So I will be kind of flipped this weekend. I'll be watching. The, I'll be finally getting into Unsolved Mysteries. I used to love the show back in the day. Let's see what the people talk about. And I'm going to get back to Big Love. Let me hear about your shows that you've been watching. I really love fantasy, and fantasy isn't always done well. Okay. And I mean, you can tell like the the phenomenon that Thrones was, and then the way it wrapped up, how hurt mm. people are. And I don't know how many times I've watched a fantasy show and I've watched like a season or two and forgot about it or never came back to it because it just wasn't good. Um, Netflix put out Cursed. Mm, okay. okay. Do you like King Arthur? Did you read the stories King Arthur Roundtable? All Way back in the day. And absolutely. Okay. Yep. So it is a fresh-ish take on um, that storyline. Instead of being about Arthur from the jump, there is a, I don't know, fey fairy girl named Nimue who gets the Excalibur, the sort of power, prior to Arthur, even though Arthur is in it. Uh, uh, I thought you were going to say, like, King Arthur and Jordans. Okay, got it. I, I don't know how long it's been out. I, I'm not usually too worried about spoilers. They set her up to be the Lady in the Lake. Okay. Um, I don't know if you remember that. Yep. I, I think that's where they're going with it at the end of this first season. We do, at points in the season, get to meet Percival and Gawain and Lancelot, who, of course, all become Knights of the Round Table. Um, it's an interesting world. There's the Vikings. There's a different take. Uther's not Arthur's dad. He's another contender for the throne. There's some magic. Um, it's a little bit cutesy. Uh, the dialogue is not perfect, but very much enjoyed it. And if you felt unsatisfied with Thrones and you're looking for, you know, the next fantasy show to hop onto before everybody loves it, I would try this. And of course, Witcher, if you haven't seen that as well. I'm going to give that one a shot this weekend as well. I'm I'm all in. I I, I need a show like that. Yeah, and, and I, it it's just good enough that it's not you know candy corn, but at the same time, it's it's sweet enough that it's not you know you don't have to be paying super attention the whole time. All right, um, good stuff. The other one I just so I finished that I watched all ten episodes of the first season like with the girlfriend in like four days. Nice. Um, and then the other one, Kingdom. Um, at, at the real Carson, who has made some, I think this is at, I'm just winging it off the top of my head, Dan Carson, made some phenomenal t-shirts, Vince Carter dunking over Donald Trump, Alan Iverson stepping over Donald Trump, my guy. Um, he, he told me to watch Kingdom if I liked fantasy, which is also on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's a South Korean TV show, uh, 1500s. Um, Crown Prince hasn't seen his dad in a while. There's sort of a coup situation. There's a lot of politics at play, um, but zombies. Oh. So he he's trying to figure out where the hell his dad is. This other, you know, noble family is trying to seize the throne and pretend like he killed his dad. There's like a whole race going on. But as this is happening, there is a zombie affliction facing the nation where, you know, if a zombie bites you, uh, these zombies are only awake at night. Um, kind of a okay. different take on it. Okay. But it, it is, you know, it's like swords and action and political intrigue. And I'm only three episodes in, uh, two seasons on Netflix, each six episodes. Very interested. I mean, you have to do the subtitles. I don't know if that's a deal breaker for some of you, but uh, this has been very good through three episodes. I'm, I'm very intrigued. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, subtitles are not a big deal for me. If I know, like, if I if I prepare myself going in, it's like okay, I, that's what I'm signing up for. So like it might not be something that I watch at the end of the night. But it might be something to you know start you know start of a Saturday you know give it a shot. 
Okay. Yeah, it, it's just a different vibe too, right? Like, I mean, there's times where I get caught, I look down at my phone or I start eating something and you miss a scene, you have to, you know, subtitles, you have to go back. But, okay. I, I mean, on a whole, if I'm paying attention, they don't bug me. So, I guess. yeah, it's been good. Um, and I think that's going to do it for us, man. So we will, we will. And it, this has been a long time coming, man. 32 episodes. We are going to have episode 33 will be our first episode following actual NBA basketball. So pretty excited for that, man. 